Real Beach Talks. What to what? Jim Baggins, Jeff Baggins, June 26th, beautiful Tuesday, 2018. I'd nice to you to dress up for the occasion today, first of all. Yeah, you I know. Want to point that out. That's why when we talked about what we were going to talk about today, and we didn't know just like every week. And I went home and I bought some things for my barbecue grill, and I put them on the barbecue grill, and I got sweaty, and um, but I got it accomplished, and I made it here on time. And I was thinking, you know, how many jobs do you have where you could do that? Start out in the morning at work and work all day, and take a break and come back and work, and then go home and on your take schedule. some time off on your schedule. And then, uh, so I pulled up this thing on 21 reasons why I love real estate. And uh, <clears throat> I was thinking of, we did 31 reasons the other day on why people pick, should pick realtors, right? right? Yeah. But what about why this is a great job? And why it's a shitty one, too. Yeah. What makes it a, well, you know, we, we can do shitty ones all the time, and that's what <laughs> our agents will tell us about. But... When we can't find our agent, and they say, well, you know, my my daughter had a problem with school, so I took the day off, and we went to the park, and yeah. and and we don't say, well, we're going to dock you money or anything like that. We're saying, oh, I'm, I hope she's okay, and yeah. that kind of stuff. And subtly, you know that you know that you're docking yourself pay, but yeah. you have that life work balance that you say, you know what, I'm willing to take that. Pay cut today because this is more important and life's important too, but you get that balance. All right. So you've got your list and then I'll just interject some thoughts along the way. Okay. I help people with the most significant investment of their lives. Is that not the most significant investment in most of our lives? I think it is. Well, think about it. That's, that is your life. That's your nest. That's your home. That's your comfort. That's your, that's your world. And then when, when people get really wealthy, they either made it in real estate or they start spending the money that they made somewhere else on real estate or construction or stuff like that. Okay. This is a tough one. (laughs) I am paid as much as I'm willing to work for. Ooh. Paid as much as I'm willing to work for. So that's a little gut check for everybody to think that through because it's true. Now, can you make a lot of money without doing any work? Maybe at some point, no. but you have to start working to get to the knowledge that it will take to do less work to make more money. Well, I think you build, let's, let's touch on that for a second, because those who are newer in the business within the last three, four, five years in the industry, you're still green. And it takes time to build your name, to build your reputation, to build the trust, to build the credibility, because after you get past that hump, your phone starts to ring and the business seems to be a lot easier, but it's not easier. It just seems easier because the lead generation part alters, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Jeff, how long have you been in real estate? 25 years now. 25 years. And to some extent, you're still green. Right. And with me being in the real estate business longer, I might be even greener. Right. Because I have the old habits that maybe you don't have as many of those habits as me. Uh, of course, you got a few of them right. from me. <laughs> yeah, uh, <thanks. laughs> think about it. 
we are green every day. We get up and we don't know what's going to come down the pike. Well, that's number three. Number three. It's exciting and very seldom boring. It always changes. We're talking about development, you know, four minutes ago, and you, you bring up a point that we just, our development may be in jeopardy in along our beaches. Yeah. Well, what do we do? Figure it out. Let it be in jeopardy? No. We're going to do what it takes to. We're going to have to. We have to go sell. Yeah. One specific project we have going on right now. You talk about the the cottage deal. Either one. What was the other one? <laughs> what was the other one we talked about? The one the city was talking about. Oh yeah, that one. No, that's going to be yeah. You just yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh that big one. Yeah, no, that'll be fine. Too, but you know, well, it's cool when you we can say which one, which big project. <laughs> oh, that one, no, yeah. the seventeenth one. It was now. funny. There's a commissioner workshop going on right now in this town, which we're just watching on the big screen broadcast. And the I wonder the if they're watching us now. And yeah, and um, a lot of them are Facebook. Say we'll see, but um, it's interesting to just see they just rattled off a list of all the major projects that are happening this fiscal year in this city, and there's about eight of them, and. Seven out of the eight of them we were doing oh, in really? the whole town, so it's kind of cool to watch all the ones that are that are coming up. But that's a good point. It's been twenty five years in the making to get to the point that we've earned the trust to have these people give us the business, and it's exciting and it's very seldom boring because every day you got something new. You got commissioners changing, you got mayors changing, you got permitting changing, you got all kinds of financing issues, you got pre sales to do, you got deals coming in falling apart. Then you got personality styles, you got D's and I's and S's and C's and visual, auditory, kinesthetic people, so there's no way you can ever get bored of this industry at all. It's kind of like when we go to the gym in the morning and, and we're talking, we probably hit 20 different subjects, <laughs> none of them in depth. <laughs> 15 minutes? That one, one causes us to talk about another one, which causes us to keep on going. Four. Number four. I can treat it as a hobby, a job, or a career and succeed. I don't think you agree with that one as much as I do. Well, it depends on your definition of succeed. Is I would say whatever you want to do, as long as it puts a big ass smile on your face, you're successful with it, right? Yeah. Let's say that. Let's say I wanted to uh, make it a hobby. Yeah. Um, I could retire. I don't retire. So you can off the barbecue grill if you want to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and I want to treat it as a hobby, but I want to specialize on the part of it. Okay. You can't really do a hobby as a woodworker and, you know, making statues or something and then jump over to plumbing or electric or, or something like that. That's not a hobby. It's right. doing something over and over again. There are so many different facets in the real estate business. and. Unfortunately, so many agents don't focus on becoming really, really great at something. And, you know, they want to be really, really great at everything, but you can't be. <clears throat> so you could treat it as a hobby and just say, I'm going to do um, rentals. Right. Or I'm going to do renovations or flipping properties or just listing or just selling or just focusing on Indian Rocks Beach or, or yeah. anything else. That would be the hobby. What about the job? What's the difference between a job and a career, do you think? 
I, my definition of it is a job you hate because you feel like you have to do it. And a career has some passion because it's something you actually want to identify with. That's my definition of That's a great definition. And a job is generally uh, something that you're limited to as far as what you do and what you get paid. And so many people that have a job are better than the job and many are worse than the job. But they're looking at the other people that are all getting the same pay to do the same job. Yeah. And that causes resentment and it and it really doesn't help your lifestyle a whole bunch. And this is an interesting business because I was just talking with um Mindy in our office earlier today. She brought in she's got an eight day old baby, right, who comes in the office today, super cute. And um this we were talking about her business, she says, I need, I want to get back to work. I said, dude, it's eight days. <laughs> Take a little time. And she's got a good support support system and she's got family in town and all that stuff to, to kind of take shifts to, because she loves to do this job. So we, she also has her number one priority is taking care of Juliana now, right? So she's trying to figure out, we're working a business plan to figure out how can we juggle the, with the limited time she's going to have to go actually get this business done. So, that takes a whole thing. Now, what other industry can you go into and still be able to go home and take care of your eight-day-old and go out and make some money and come back and do this and, and wander? So it's not easy. How but many people totally that, had a, that had a kid eight days ago would be allowed to even bring that child into their workplace? Yeah, right. It was amazing when, when she was holding that kid. All of us that went around were just kind of dumbfounded. A brand-new baby, eight days old man what she has to look forward to and so she's excited to create a lifestyle for this kid and so she's like well how do we do what do we do because she can't I mean realistically she's got a very limited time in which to do something and from her business strategy it will work because only because she's got a big network of people in the immediate marketplace that know her like her and trust her right big enough that like her and they know that she's damn good at what she does. So anytime real estate happens in their world, they're going to refer to her now that they know she's open and available back for business. So that's her business model. And the good thing is when she focuses on this marketplace where we're in, she could pull one deal down a month and still feel very good and bring in a decent income as she scales back up to two or three or four. Um, as be the months and years go. Be interesting to no see pressure any, Mindy. if she'll uh, farm <laughs> or not. Could you imagine her going to Pasco County and showing a buyer around? Oh, no way. way. So we need a whole bunch more Julianas to keep our agents on the farm. Which is their why, which is their big ass farm. Yeah. Right? To figure out what are you actually doing this for to do it. I mean, that, that's, the, that's the issue for me is you look at the ones that are building a nice business and then you know look at the ones that are struggling because they're all over the industry of some of that in the company too and the biggest mind shift is which of which of those actually has a purpose that's more powerful than their excuses that makes sense you know what really makes sense Mm -hmm. to piggyback on what you just said that primary name that we have because when we ask the questions, and, and almost no one understands why we say what you want your life to be like five years from now. 
and you're in a relationship with someone, you have a child, you, how old are your children, you know, all these different questions. Uh, I know no, I don't know another company that does this, but, right. but the first time that people do it, because only 3% of people have goals, they fill in the blanks. If they do it for a while, it's, hey, I'm going to have a baby in uh, five years from now, and her name is going to be Juliana, and she is going to grow up to be this or, <laughs> or whatever. And it seems stupid to my, most people, but it's yeah. crazy. You're a great example of doing that. Um, and redoing right? it right now. And redoing it. But that, that's, the, that's the big... That's the answer to this entire business is, is that it was funny. I had an interview yesterday, a couple of them, and one of them stands out. It's actually one of my neighbors who I just see casually throughout the neighborhood. And he decided he wanted to get into the business. He's getting his real estate license and, and he's been trying to get with me to talk about it. So we set an appointment to comes to the office. And all we did in the interview was I just asked his whole story about him, right? Where did the story start? You were born where, and what's happened, what, what jobs, what influences, what this, what that. And then we talked very briefly about real estate. And the ultimate interview was, you need to go home and grab your wife, Lisa, and you need to sit down with this primary inform and figure out what's going to put a big-ass smile on your face and what income. Because I know you guys like to screw off and go walk the beach and do all those things, but I see you all the time walking down the neighborhood. So it's not about the money. It's about the lifestyle. So how much money is needed to fund the lifestyle that's going to make you guys happy, right? That's he's transitioning out of corporate America and needs to do it, but it doesn't need to crush. He doesn't need to make two fifty, three hundred thousand bucks a year. I mean, he could, there's no doubt about it, but should he? Probably not. So he's going to say he's capable of it and he might. And if he wants to, he will, but I'd rather him say, you know what? This is what I really want to do. I said, we tell you, here's what we said about real estate. And it was very brief. And I think it's relevant. I said, the problem with real estate is everything works, right? You've heard me say that before. Everything works. I can teach you how to go knock on for sale by owners, and I promise you by the end of the week, you'll get it for sale by owner list. I can promise, I can teach you how to go do expired listings and knock on expired listings doors and get an expired listing by the end of the week. I can have you go down to teardowns and get an expired to teardown by the end of this week. I can have you go stand around Publix and Home Depot and get a listing. I can have you do a social media post and have you get a, a, a listing or buyer by the end of the week. I can have you do a targeted ad. I can have you do a neighborhood wizard handout. I can have you do an open house properly, right? And every single one of these things works. And that's the biggest challenge in the business because you're going to go do the path of least resistance, which is hopefully nothing. If you could figure out a way to do nothing and make money in this business, that's what you're going to go do. But that doesn't work. So you're going to have to do something. So our job over the first quarter of working together is going to be to figure out what is the niche that you're actually going to enjoy doing because that's what you're going to go do. And one of them, because you can't be kind of good at this and kind of good at this and kind of good at this and dabble in this and dabble in that and doing that. So we got to figure out what is the one thing and focus this first quarter, Q3 coming up, what is it? What is the one thing we're going to go do? And then that's the only focus. If you can commit to doing that, then we're going to make sure that, that will fund as many deals as you need to put a big ass smile on your face. But we have to reverse engineer into that to figure out how much money we actually need. And then we talked about business and that there's two, two businesses inside of this industry from my perspective, which goes back to our, to our list here is you've got the listing side, 
and you've got the buyer side, right? And if you want to be able to go take trips to New York to see your kids, which he does, then it's going to be very difficult to build your business based on buyers because you're not going to have the flexibility and freedom to travel when you want to. So your business needs to be built upon gaining inventory. So if you have three or four or five signs up at all times, you never have to worry about money and that's it. Now, where are those signs going to come from? I don't know because I don't know how much money you're looking to fund. I don't know what lifestyle you're looking to lead. Once we know the answers to that question, we're going to put you down a path to go get inventory in that sector. That was it. And that's a pretty cool career, if you ask me. Okay. <clears throat> I think we just hit on our topic today. Um, that is, you got to have a why if you're going to do anything. Yep. All right. Now, you just said, I try to think through the eyes or brain of an agent, and you just mentioned about eight things that you said, if you did this, then you it would get work. a deal by the end of the week. And I know what's going through the agent's mind, and they say, bullshit. If I, I would never get a tear down by the end of the week. But I know that if you told them what to do in each one of those teardowns for sale by owners. And they just did that. And they just did that, and you directed them. A lot of that, but that. Well, (laughs) maybe not a lot of that, that. but if you were, if you said, I guarantee you by the end of the week, you will get a teardown listing if you will do what I say. Mm -hmm. And they have a headset on, and you are communicating with them every time they talk to somebody. Or in the field, knocking with them. Or or knocking with them. I know you're going to get it if you do it, but I know you're going to get it if they do it. Mm-hmm. But they're going to get discouraged, and they're going to stop making the calls, and they're not going to find the right teardowns, and they're going to do all that stuff. Yeah. But if if there was that drive, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the week, if you don't get a teardown, I'm going to cut your head off. Yeah, that's leverage. That's your life that <laughs> they would get a, I don't a know. Teardown. Some people might say, well, maybe I can put it back on. Yeah. It won't be that bad. Well, that's kind of brutal. Cutting your head off by the end of a the finger, week. but if you say nine more, not the, thumb. the girl of my dreams, a four year old baby at the end of five years, a house on the beach, a mountain house somewhere else, and for that lifestyle, it's going to take me five hundred thousand dollars to yeah. attain it five years from now. We are so fortunate, I should put that on this list, that if you say to someone the lifestyle that would cost $500,000 is absolutely reachable in this industry within five years, absolutely reachable. Yeah. And then when, when if we say four, 400000 four years and 100000 in one year, mm-hmm. and then you chunk it down to a hundred contacts a week and that will get you that lifestyle five hundred thousand dollars a year yeah. and the, all those houses and relationships and all that stuff what industry could you get to do that i mean you're not going to make it you're a, a doctor you're not going to make no, you're not. Money. And you have a liability. In five years you're not going to be a doctor for 10 years so why don't they and this is the question that always gets me going here you just said why? Why don't they? Because they don't have a why strong enough. Cutting your head off at the end of the week is a pretty strong why. But if I do not have that 
lifestyle in five years, it's just like cutting my head off. There's people with that kind of drive. But not but, many. But there's not many. So few. Yeah, so that's five hundred thousand dollars at the end of five years, yeah. or a hundred thousand at the end of a year. Right? How many people at at uh, forty thousand bucks? How hard would it be to make forty thousand bucks in a year in this business? It's hard not to. If you did the tear down thing and said you're going to get a tear down by the end of the week, and you let them take three weeks off out of the year, out of the month. Yeah. They're going to really, make their forty or fifty no thousand bucks working one day a week. No, no doubt. One year. week, one week a month for sure. If you really did work, but here's the issue. Let's go side tangent here for a second around right, the same thing because you're you're one hundred percent right with the drive, and then drive is easily instilled right on the surface. Everybody wants a car. Everybody wants a retirement. Everyone wants to be out of debt, and that's a nice house. They like the idea. They want the idea and the illusion of it. But what's the stop? What stops? What's the what's the barrier that goes from actually doing? Because a lot of the people, everybody who's watching, knows about the real estate industry, and many of them have the license and can know what we're talking about is true. And it was the same thing that was true last month, and the month before, and the month before, and the year before, and the year before. And then, like, God damn it, I know I could do this. Why? But why aren't they? And that's the issue. And that's where I go back into my brain and saying, Okay, what is that? What's that force? And the only thing that makes sense, and that's where I kind of go into this path of least resistance thing, is this little noodle inside of your brain that's the problem. And the people that I see overcome this have to do a lot of work. We were talking on the way to go pick up your car thing today about how it's, I mean, still trying to negotiate with yourself to figure out how to find the quiet time between the space and between the spaces. You've got to totally sell yourself nonstop on to do this. I mean, no matter what level you're at, you constantly have to sell because you've got your drunk monkey, if you use Matthew Ferry's word for it, which I love, your drunk monkey is inside your brain living there, and his whole job is to keep you from getting everything you want. Right? And he controls your life and your brain and your heartbeat and your breathing and everything your brain does, and then 100% does not want you to get all the stuff that you say that you want. It calls bullshit on you every single time, and it says you do not need that Ferrari because Ferrari people are stupid, right? And what are you? You're so arrogant, sob. Do you really need that big house? Don't you know big houses? People get robbed in big houses, right? People break in, they'll steal your your Rolls Royce and your Rolex, and you, you have your family at gunpoint. That's stupid, right? You're gonna be living on the beach. You know what hurricane it looks like when it comes down the beach? You dumbass, right? This is all subconscious self chatter bullshit talk that happens inside their brain. That justifies the fact of saying, you know what? It is kind of hot outside today. 100 contacts. Meh. Let me go work on my barbecue grill. Right? I could do the shit tomorrow. Right? That's really the reality of, of what happens. So our job as a business partner is to sometimes smack the reality back into the, the context of the conversation and saying, what is the issue that you're going to at least negotiate with your brain to say, What's my next level in life, right? Maybe you almost reverse engineer the five-year plan to the, that's the image that I like, but it's scary and I'm going to have a lot of resistance. So what's the one thing that I could maybe upgrade that doesn't have a lot of resistance right now? Maybe it's an extra five grand, right? Or maybe just, I'm just throwing out a theory. What would an extra seven grand mean to me next month? Versus 500,000 in five years, because then I send this little monkey off on a rampage about a $500,000 lifestyle. 
but seven grand I could say. You know what I could do with seven grand? I could decent bill. I could stop getting that, right? Maybe I can get that new camera and a dishwasher that squeaks. Maybe I could do that, right? Is that something that maybe we could step into driving goals and try to control this little brain of ours and saying, what is, what's the why? But if we have a hard time moving to the big one, let's move to the little one first and then baby step into the next one, then the next one, then the next one, the next one. Once you get the competence of the confidence to counteract this doubt, this fear, that anxiety that I think goes into people's brains because they didn't have the background to say, you can do it, right? They hear it. I mean, you might watch a Tony Robbins special on Netflix and say, I can do it, right? But then the bullshit starts in your brain and you say, you can't. So that's the balance that we kind of walk and myself included on a daily basis, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that I, I think about on a huge on a daily basis and they're crazy big things. And I still have the self-doubt. Mama said, fuck, I can get a billion dollars, right? You don't need it. A nice lifestyle, right? Same thing. It's all rel- relative and relevant. So what's the negotiation inside your brain to say, yeah, but how about a $200,000 X? First, I'm just throwing out ideas. All right, we talked it <clears throat> in the car about when your brain is going nuts saying everything that you just said there, that if you can go in between the thoughts. Now we're going deep. Hang on, guys. Watch no, this. This is good. You can go in between the thoughts because you're thinking, I can't do that. The Ferrari's no good. The house is not bad. And then you think about the next thought that you're going to think about and the last thought that you had, and then stop and think about the distance between the last thought and this thought. Now, that's a very small sliver of space and time. No, but then, then what I say after that. Once you get in between those two thoughts, then you've separated those negative thoughts or positive thoughts or your mind going nuts. Then I said, get underneath the thoughts. And that will help you get rid of the feeling that you have that may be a negative feeling. Now, if you throw it ahead to the the why, the word that you've been using the most, and I have too, is why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Why should you do this? Why shouldn't you do this? Once you have that picture, that why way out there, then you also have to get in between your thoughts. And if you have a picture clear enough of that why that's way out there, which can't be affected if you get sick today or you get in a car accident or whatever, it's still that why out there. And then you pull back to when the clutter is hitting to go in between the thoughts. And you'll notice that little, wait a minute, he said this, I'm about to say that, stop right in between those. And then go underneath it, let all that clutter and stuff be on top. And then the picture of that thing five years from now comes out. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, but it's weird, but it's deep and it's, it's real. It all goes back to the negotiations with yourself because you've got to quiet down the negative self-talk shit. You just do. So how, and that's just your thoughts. So how do you quiet your thoughts down? 
Because guys, everybody in this business, you know this business is not very difficult. It's just not, right? You find somebody who's going to buy or sell a house, buy or sell a piece of dirt. They're going to build or they're not going to build. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. It's not life and death. There's nothing urgent. No one's going to die over it. It's filling in the blank on a piece of paper contract or something someone's going to do with or without you. So take the pressure off and the urgency and the self-importance because it really doesn't matter. So all we have to do is find out if there's anybody doing anything around us that we can help. Isn't that really what the business is? So that isn't that we agree with that, the simplicity of it? Yeah, but I want to get even simpler than that. Okay. To work here, just like you did with the guy down the street, mm -hmm. you cared about him, you listened to his story, mm -hmm. you want to hear what kind of movie he's going to write about his life later on. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to help them get that. Maybe. Get that. Maybe. Because I also said, I said, look, we've got so much going on right now and we love helping people. But if you're not going to have something that's exciting to help you get to it, I've got no value for you. Right? If you don't want to do anything, don't waste my time or your time because you're not going to do shit anyway. So go be a Walmart greeter and go chill out or go back and work in the whatever field you want to go work in. But you're not going to do anything in this business unless you have a why. So that's kind of the, the thought process. It's just saying, if you seriously want to grow something badass and fun, you've got to be serious about it. And you've got to be willing to accept the fact that you're going to find the space between the thoughts and you got to negotiate with your drunk monkey. you got to battle your brain on a daily basis because we're in an eat what we kill basic job, right? If you had a great month last month, so what? Right? Doesn't mean you're going to have a good month next month. you got to get your ass in work nonstop. And I don't care if you've been doing this for 20 years or 25 years or 40 years, you're only as good as your next thought and the next transaction, right? Which that's, that's the ugly side of this business, but it's the exciting part of this business because you can crank it up and pull a million bucks in by the end of the year if you want to, or you can not and not. And that's everybody listening to this. I don't care if you're brand new. You can focus in a marketplace area and pull a million bucks in by the end of this year. You can't 100%. I got one little challenge with what we're doing. So we take our agents and we give them the primary aim thing. Mm -hmm. And we say, write a movie in your life five years from now. And they go back and they write it and it sucks. And, you know, they don't even have to give it to us. In fact, it says there it's for your eyes only, but most people share it with us. And well, Why do you say it sucks? What sucks about it? Well, it was, um, I'm in a relationship with somebody. Uh, my kids are, you know, 27 and 18, and I'm living, yes, <laughs> you know, right. and just not inspiring, inspiring uh, uninspiring and stuff. But then we know that for a fact it tests that only 3% of the people have written goals. Now, if we were able to take that movie that they write and that doesn't juice them, and we show them how to write a movie that juices them and then show them how to get that thing going because every quarter they rewrite their movie. Yeah. Right? With the knowledge that you're going to be battling yourself every step of the way through this one. So you just got to be extremely passionate and exciting or it's not going to happen. When you were 18 years of age, did you have any idea that you were going to achieve what you achieved? Yeah, I knew I was going to do something. I didn't know what it was going to be yet. But I knew there was, going to there was be. a lot of clutter going around in your mind and all that stuff. Yeah. 
when I've done this a couple of times in grammar schools, guest at school, mm -hmm. and I give them the primary aim and have them fill it out in the school when they're 10 or 12 years of age, they get juiced. Oh, yeah. They're excited. If the teachers would 12. do that. Oh, yeah. If the teachers would do that, <clears throat> if you're 12 years old and you write a story about your life when you're 18, then you're saying, I, I'm going to be a general in the service, I'm going to I'm gonna be a fireman, I'm going to be whatever. Yeah, this college. What, if, what if every time they went to school, every every quarter, the teacher said, okay, we're going to write a new primary aim yeah. for you. You would have a change in life. Yeah. Because you've been doing it for how many years? So, I think, when did you start? When I was two? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but thank, but I'm thankful for that exposure because that became just what you do. And every time life gets off track, which it does a lot because it's called life, then every time when I talk to you about it, what do you always say? Yes, and go back and where's I, your primary aim? Was last I got time really to heavy on you better do a primary aim about six months ago. Yes, you did, and you still haven't done it. Now, normal for you is about three or four months while you're thinking about it. And then you do like 30 pages with color pictures and all that stuff. I've got my drafts going. I got my, it's formulating. Okay, it's, so it's when's, down. when's the goal to get it done? I'll have it done within the next 30 days. Okay. Because I need to spend some time with Beepka on it too. So that, I, I would hope. Yeah. So I'll bet you that if someone out of the blue an hour ago said, when are you going to get your primary aim done? You wouldn't have said it in 30 days. And now you just said it on, on TV. Oh, yeah. No, so I, you're screwed. Yeah. Would you share that with us 30 days from now? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy to do that. It's five years from now, and you were 47. No, 49. I'm 44 now. You got an old, old son of you. No, I'm trying. I know you. I'm 30 years older. 30 years. So I want to keep my. That's my right. He's going backwards, and he's trying to pull me back there. But yeah, that's a fun. That's a fun mission, and there's a lot of choices that I need to make, as far as a lot of different choices, right? And it's going to be be fun to design it the way I want to design it. Between now and then, there's a, a million forks in the road. Which should, if I don't a, pick one, should there be a primary aim for our company? Primary aim for the company, primary aim for relationships, primary aim for business, primary aim for your kids, primary aim for everything, or else you're just going to be floating through life and dangling around. So if you have a better chance of achieving goals when you write them down, then if, if all we did was motivate people to write down good goals and write good stories and stuff like that, then we wouldn't have to give them the drive to achieve. We could give them the system that they could use to right. achieve, which we have. And it's not even that. That's the, that's the thing I, I really get excited when people realize and, and get out of the weeds for a second. They completely get out of the weeds. But all we need to do is design the lifestyle. Just that. How are you living? When you're coming home, forget about what you're doing during the day. When you come home, who are you coming home to? Or what are you coming home to? Now, this is, this right? is not now. This is, this is not the future. This is a big-ass smile lifestyle. Yeah. You're going to come home after doing whatever you love, whatever that ends up being, to an environment. 
is that a positive environment? Is it a fun environment? Or is it a shitty negative environment? You choose it, right? And you tolerate it. So you got to figure out which one is it that you're going to be acceptable and actually want to have, right? And so what are you doing? What's that house look like? Who's in the house with you? What are you driving to get to that house with? What are you doing on the weekends for fun? What are you doing in the evenings for fun? What kind of interactions are you having? What are you doing for vacations? What are you, what's in your savings account? What have you accomplished? What do you do? What is the, the big ass life it rolled into a ball look like that puts a big ass smile on your face? Now, here's the key. Forget about how that happens. Right? Forget about how that happens. There's no way you're going to know what's going to happen. You might just design this lifestyle and say, holy shit, that will be awesome. And it will be awesome because I will be living that one. And you have no earthly clue how you're going to get to that level of income. It's not supposed to be a logical step, right? It's supposed to be the big ass smile of living the lifestyle that puts a big ass smile on your face. And then we always have a little joke around here. We have a, a picture on the wall in, in my office and all over my office here. And it's of this temple in Thailand it's called Fakau, right? So that's the issue is fuck how it's going to happen. Just let it happen. Forget about how it happened because you're not in control. But one thing I promise is when you get crystal clear on the lifestyle that just want you deserve to be living, people, places, and events will fall into your path that will take you there. And it will not be necessarily what you think it will get you there. And it might not even be real estate. Who cares? Right? It doesn't matter what it is as long as you get there because you have that intention, you have that energy, you have that vibe, you have that, that purpose. And things will align to get you to where you need to be. Only if you know where you want to be. The challenge to your point is less than 3% of the world has ever even thought about it. So where do they end up in life? Nowhere. Right? No highlight reel for sure. Right? What do you do? You got a high school football trip? I just trip thought of an example. I had forgotten about her a long time ago. There was a girl in Apollo Beach when I lived over there. It was... 18 years old, and she was working for us, and she was doing okay in real estate at 18. And I talked about primary aim with her. I said, where do you want to be five years from now? And it's kind of fuzzy right now, but basically what she said at 18, when she was 23, she wanted to develop a career in art. Yeah, I remember this. And she wanted to go to college and study art. And she would stay in real estate for a while until she did that. And she actually quit real estate quicker than I thought she should have, according to what she had said. But then it was five years later, and I'm at an art show, and I run into her. That's awesome. Displaying her was gorgeous at an art show and she said that was the turning point where I dreamed of what I wanted it wasn't in real estate we don't care you know we're doing reasons why I love real estate but there are other things that you can love too I I think real estate's the coolest for me and maybe it's the coolest for you but it isn't for everybody not at all but a, a primary aim so if people that are watching want a primary aim, email Jim Beggins at c21be.com and I'll send you a copy of the form because we have a lot of people that, yeah. that are uh, 
do it. Well, it has not a damn thing to do with real estate. It just asks a bunch of questions about what your lifestyle is going to be like, yeah. a movie of your life. And then when you write the movie, then think if you were giving that to someone that you really cared about that was a movie producer and they read what you just wrote, would that be a movie that someone would like to watch? Pay to watch. <laughs> Pay to watch. <laughs> Pay to watch. Or even like to watch. Or even binge it on Netflix for a little yeah. bit. So, I mean, if we get into the, the things that we do as a life betterment company for the people that work here, yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with real estate. Real estate funds a lifestyle, right? And if you can understand that, then you'll be good with us, right? Real estate does nothing but funds a lifestyle. It's not your identity. It's not what you do. It funds a lifestyle. And if you don't have a lifestyle design that it's going to fund, it's not going to fund shit because you don't have anything for it to go fund. Let's continue with this. Right? I mean, it's that's perfect. It funds a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If now, you have one. These things, why, why real estate should be the lifestyle that you might want to consider mm-hmm. to fund that lifestyle. Uh, I find the best investments and negotiate great deals for people. You know what the biggest, uh, what people in real estate earn after retirement age? You know where they make their money? Social Security. Most real estate people. So you find the best investments and you don't make them. It's amazing because if the market's going down, uh, you want to wait till it goes down before you buy something because you know all about real estate. It's going yeah. up, then it's too expensive. I'm not going to buy anything. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to know to get involved in real estate, you ought to be buying real estate yourself. Yeah. I bring families together and empower lifestyle changes. Yeah. I mean, how many people have you talked to that have moved up, moved down, moved around based on what you told them about the lifestyle that they could have? Uh, because, let's talk about that for a second because that's part of what we do is when we talk about this big-ass smile thing and we have that conversation with our clients too. If you're living in a house that you don't like right now, why the F are you doing that? It's stupid. Right? It doesn't make any sense at all. Go find something else. There's a nicer house that you can afford. So go buy it. Right? Or if you can't afford it yet, go rent something you do like and wait till you can buy it. But but big ass smile is lifestyle for homes too. And if your home lifestyle now is fixing a bunch of crap in an old house that you don't even enjoy, get out of that and upgrade your lifestyle and do it. So that's you know, I had a guy call me this morning that uh, I had sold his house for him and he had a question. He, his father passed away and he had the house and he had no intention to sell the house and someone came and offered him a certain amount of money for the house and he called me and he said, I think this is a great deal. You know, it's cash. I don't have to pay anything on it and I wasn't, I was going to rent it out and what do you think? And I said, well, I'll call you back, Doug. Let me, give me the address. I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. And I checked it out, called him and, and said, Take the money and run. You know, it's a great time to sell. And then I said, how much would you get in rent? He told me, and I put a, a value of the house a lot less than what he was getting for. Mm-hmm. Immediate closing, 
So I don't make any money on it. I made money before, and he'll certainly call me again. I felt good telling him. He felt secure doing that. It was a lifestyle change because he wasn't. Yeah. A, now he's getting a big hunk of money yeah. very soon, and you know, I made him feel better. Yeah, because he trusts you. Yeah. Next one. I predict and facilitate market trends. Do you like doing that one? I love that one because don't tell anybody, but real estate agents are responsible for every market that goes up and every market that goes down mm -hmm. in addition to the banks and everybody else. Because an agent in a building that the prices are going up, the next price is going to be higher and then the next price is going to be higher until all of a sudden some little agent says this is as high as they're going to go and gets an offer that goes in lower and then the next one's going to be lower, 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 lower. Yeah. So if there weren't any real estate agents, we'd have a stable market forever. I except was, for the banks and everything else. I was so pissed. Side note today, but along those lines, I was so pissed off. I was talking to one of the agents after our sales meeting and we were looking at a comp of a house that sold um, down the street for me, right? And it was very odd the way it was because it never hit the market and it, I heard that it sold and then I went to see what it sold and it sold for $350,000, right? On the water, one the canal from the, from the Gulf, right? Oh. And I was like, that's rude. And I'm like, well, they should have had an agent. Right? I was talking about this last week. Come to find out, it did have an agent. The agent put it in MLS now as a sold for MLS stats, and it sold for three thirty, right? Not three fifty, right? It was listed for three fifty nine. Sold for three thirty. There was an agent involved in this transaction that claimed the listing side. Now that to me is un, not only unethical, but I believe it's illegal. And if I didn't have a bunch of shit to do, I would go after that person's license because they totally misrepresented and took advantage of somebody's situation. It pisses me off. So I wonder if there's liability in that. 100% there there's liability in that. That's just never hit the market and it sold for a hundred grand less than market value. Tell me that's oh, not never liability. Hit never hit the market. Right. So and we also have a MLS as a sold as a sold for MLS comp purposes only. Oh boy. Right. So, I mean, we have a very important fiduciary for those who actually treat it as a real job relationship, but a lot of people don't. So we also have a lot of power. Um, in our hands too, because somebody convinced somebody that that was okay. Now, my personal opinion is that's not okay. Doesn't mean it's not okay, even though I'm a little passionate about it. Because yeah, it pisses me off. Screws up the values of your house. Yeah, that's true. But so there's a lot of um, harm there to a lot of people, which is not right. So, but anyway, okay, that starts a market trend, which is not right <laughs> to your point. All right, I learn and grow every day. Yeah. I teach people to set and exceed goals. It worked that yeah. pretty well. I earn trust by telling the truth. Yep. Well, what if you don't know the truth to tell them? Tell them that. Yeah, that's telling the truth. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Since most agents do very little, I have little competition. Love that Love one. That one. <laughs> Love that one. When I show up, I succeed. True. As simple as a sales meeting this morning. Uh, if someone shows up at a sales meeting consistently, what does that tell the other people that are at the sales meeting? 
that they're serious. That they're, they're serious yeah. about the business. So if the other people in the sales meeting have something that they need to share with somebody or split something, you're going to make more money. If you show up, you're going to succeed. Mm -hmm. When I answer my phone, I succeed more. Good point. And when I do what I say I will do, I succeed the most. Yeah. When the market is tough, people need me more. You know I think the market's going to go down sooner than most people think. Why do people need us more in a down market? They need the advice and the guidance to not do something stupid. Inventory is going to be higher. Mm -hmm. How is the business different in a increasing market for an agent and a decreasing market. We have a good percentage of our agents that have never been in anything except a, good a market. market that is a seller's market. Yeah. Yeah. How does it change when it turns into It's a totally different market? industry. It, it really is. It, every aspect of it is different. Yeah. What you have to do, the phone calls you got to answer, what you have to put up with with your sellers and your buyers and everybody else. Talking to an agent, a property came on the market, again undervalued with an agent from not being in the area that priced it, about 75000 less than they should have, right? And so it came on the market, so what do I do? I said, pounce on it right now, put it under contract. And well, it's late, I don't care. So it was 10 o'clock at that night, that agent was in that seller's living room getting that sign for their client. Because if they didn't, it would have been sold that next day to the three or four other people that sell it that same day, right? So that's what you do in a good market. Right, because that's 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 representation to go get them a house, and that's not the issue when there's twelve hundred other houses for sale. You don't have that same issue. In a bad market, you hide your phone under the pillow because it's ringing so much with people bitching about why their house is not selling <laughs> and why you're not going to do an open house and why don't you come and pay to stage it and right. and knock on doors around it and all that. It's yeah. a totally different market. Yeah, but we do better. Yeah. Because people need us more. When the mar uh, inflation gives me a raise, this is one that no one really It's happening right now. Every time that a property goes up in value, you get a percentage that goes up in value. Yeah. Price will go up 10% a year, so does your commission rate. I remember the first house I sold was 28000 bucks in Miami, and we always got 7.5% commission. But 7.5% commission on a $28,000 three-bedroom, two-bath house ain't a lot of money. <laughs> I guess it was back then. But now that commission may be 6% or 5%, but that house is now $428,000. Right. Right. Yeah. So we get, an inflation, uh, get a raise with inflation. Um, gathering and transmitting knowledge makes me money. I love that area. Here. You'll make a lot of money and stick in that area. I make people happy and wealthy. That's a great affirmation too. I learn better methods of selling every day. My God, with the internet and the different things that are that are happening out there, I set my own schedule according to my goals. I work the schedule that I want to work according to the amount of money I want to make. As long as those that those things correlate. Yeah. You can't have your own schedule to do nothing and still have a lot of money. 
you got to find that balance. And they have they have managers and brokers that will teach them how to do all that stuff. Yeah. Set the goals and set the schedule. I can change companies whenever I want to. Yeah. You, you have the freedom. In fact, when you become a great agent, people come and knock on your door and give you all sorts of offers to change companies. Yeah. I don't get dirty or get stuck in an office except for me today. You but I wasn't that. stuck in an office. I was on the beach working on my big green egg. That, that's not a bad problem. How cool was that? <laughs> um, with Beggins, I get to invent and reinvent myself every 90 days. That's huge. Think about it. let that sink in. You know what? I don't remember us using that a whole lot. Reinvent myself every 90 days because... If you don't know anything about the industry you're in, and you write your primary aim, and you set your schedule, and you tell what pillars you want to work, and you say what the coaching is going to be, you find out what your strengths and weaknesses are, and you capitalize on them, and you do okay in 90 days. Then you have the and you confidence. Have some confidence, and confidence. You have the, yeah, you have the confidence to say, hey, I did this. What am I going to do the next time? What if I did it in a richer neighborhood? Whoa, the same thing I did in the first 90 days and I did it in a better neighborhood? I went from a 250 neighborhood to a $600,000 neighborhood. My income more than doubled. And then maybe you could, if you did that for 90 days at a time, five or six times, and you're in a rich neighborhood, maybe you could see yourself living in a rich neighborhood. Yep, and then maybe you find the best deals from talking to people who are thinking about selling in that neighborhood. And you'd get that that one that's underpriced that yeah. the other agent and you bought it yourself. Oh, look what we talked about today. Seven of the eight major developments going on in this one town are ours. Right? The yeah. ones in Palm Harbor aren't, but that's on purpose. Okay, and then number 24 on my list of 21 reasons why I love real estate. Number 24 is with Beggins, I get to reinvent myself every 90 days. And then number 25 is this is such a great industry that there are more than 21 reasons. I try to stop at 21, <laughs> and I'll bet you could add a bunch more to this. Yep. So it's, yeah, I mean, you can't get a better opportunity, but that's also scary as crap for a lot of people, too, because it's unknown. And it's not really unknown because it's completely known what to do. It's just the unknown is how are you going to negotiate your brain and to talk yourself into doing what you know works. That's the toughest part of this business. And then you get desperate, then you get crazy, then you get fearful, then you get out of the business. So could how we, do you negotiate? Could we write 21 reasons why I hate real estate? Sure. I couldn't. What? I couldn't. I, I, I don't think I you could get 21. Write, write some reasons why people hate real estate. Oh, not why we personally hate it? I don't. No. I, don't I just love it. No. But if we wrote those... 21 reasons whatever people say that they don't like real estate for these things blow them out of the water but the reasons the only reasons people could say they don't like this business is they're not willing to put in the effort up front to grow a business right i don't care if you're in the art show business right to sell your sculptures that's a shitty business too to begin with. You've got to go prospect. You got to go invest time and money and energy. You got to do the hard work. Whether you're starting a kids' website 
selling pens, selling shoes, selling houses, selling Mary Kay, selling Girl Scout cookies. It's it's a lot of work, right? And so people have got to realize that anything you do is a lot of work. And this is just a fun work for all the reasons we just talked about because there's variety and there's plenty of upside, but it's not easy. It's just very simple. And that's, I think, a misconception people have is they think they're going to come into the business and leads are going to fall on them. They're going to drive people around and sell them houses all day. Doesn't work like that. What if you were to trick yourself into thinking you have a real job in real estate? That doesn't work for me or most of the people I know because they're here because they don't want a real job. Right? But you've got to somehow realize that you have to work to make money. So how do you find that balance of what schedule works for you? What schedule works for you to do the least amount of shit you can get by doing to fund the lifestyle that you're okay living? That's the ugly, rational reality of this business. And that's what most people do. Yeah. Right? Until sometimes you see a spark and you say, God, this is, this is my one life, maybe, right? That I'm here in this round at least. And I've got a wife and I got kids and I got a husband and I got a, opportunities and there's places in this world that I haven't seen and there's cool experiences I haven't done and I'm tired of not living the way I deserve to be living, right? You got to get to that point and say, that's it. I'm well, done living this way and come up with my primary aim. That is the primary aim because all those things that you just said, life gets in the way and we don't do anything. Yeah. That's why we do it five years from now. So anyone that wants a copy of it, let us know. And every 90 days. And we do it every night. We reinvent ourselves every 90 days. Time flies when we're having I fun. I say 5 o'clock. There it's you 5 go. o'clock somewhere. There you go. <laughs> Let's go, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Facebook. Have a wonderful day. Like us, if you can. <laughs>